Welcome back to the Jaglin Podcast. And today we got a chill episode for you. We're going to tell you about how we de-stress because, you know, life gets stressful and, you know, you need some ways to chill out. So yeah, do you got any big things that you do, Jag? I mean, I feel like it's different for everyone, but for me specifically, I just tend to like just scroll around on my phone and just try to forget about what's going on. But I feel like there should be more, there's like other more healthy ways to de-stress. Like taking a walk is always refreshing. I mean, I take my dog on a walk kind of half too, (laughs) but it always, it feels good, makes you feel good too. Or like even exercising or drawing, just continuing a hobby. I think it's different for everyone. For me specifically, occasionally I'll draw. I don't really do that too often. Or, like, take a nap, have a cup of tea. Yeah. That's all very nice things, Jug. Honestly, I like you said, I think everyone's very different. Like, for me, exercising is a stressful event. Like, I don't like to move. I'm a huge mm-hmm. couch potato. So, of course, you know, sometimes you got to move, exercise, uh, taking walks. Taking walks I still kind of enjoy because I generally listen to music while I do them. Mm -hmm. But exercising isn't too bad. What I like to do, I like music. So I like to play piano and sing. I like to listen to music and just chill. I like to pretty much be on electronics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not the most healthy. I mean, we just got to be real. I got to be real here. You know, I think. Sorry, continue. Oh, um, I just think, you know. Everyone's a little bit different, so. But that's what, yeah. generally, like, if I'm going to be honest, that's what I do, usually. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if I'm home alone, usually I'll blast my music as loud as I can oh, yeah. and just vibe and jam out. Oh, that's such a, <laughs> that's such a great feeling to play music. And I'll be, like, dancing, and I'll be, like, it's just fun. Yeah. It's fun. I have, yeah. like, one playlist where I have all my songs that... I like, but I'm not so sure I would play in front of other people. Mm. So I'd only listen to that playlist if I'm at home. But if I'm in public, I'll play my other playlist <laughs> that has like um, more popular or like socially accepted songs. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, people will know that. what those songs are. Just to save myself from the embarrassment and the off chance that someone does overhear what's playing through my headphones. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Like, I like. You know, of course, I just like all music. I like mainstream songs. And yeah, if you ask me, like, what song you want to listen to? I'd be like, okay, I'll play this one. But I, would, I listen to, like, everything. Like, I'm not going to, I love musical theater. I really do. I'm not going to play, you know, a song from an obscure musical outside. Like, that's just for me personally. My, mm-hmm. my me time, you know? I also like how we have, like, different personas that we put on when it comes to music. I have my, like, I have my, like, sort of not American music. I listen to, like, European music sometimes. European, like, kind of, you know the Eurovision, like, song competition is pretty much, okay, I love the Eurovision song competition. It's just, like, all the countries, they do every year, every single country brings a representative, like, who's like a singer performer and they all come to like whatever it's like the 
Olympics, like everyone comes to whatever state, uh, not state, whatever country to hosting, and then everybody compete for like the winner, what country wins, and it's like a very big national thing in there. It's really cool, and they have a lot of great music. So I was like, I like to listen to some of those songs. Their music is like something really good, something really whack because it's like it's European sounding. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're too European for my taste, but true I still European. Agree. True European. I'm kind of like, you know, they kind of like mix the European, like more modern or really more sort of Americanized, like producing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I listened to that and I listened to like, like BTS. So I can't like generally play those usually. Like I'll play something like, I don't know. I listened to Billie Eilish. I listened to Ariana Grande, Camila yeah. Cabello, like, you know, no- normal thing. Stuff you listen to on the radio, then I'll play those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Ariana Grande, this is a very off-topic story, but <laughs> I was taking my AP Computer Science Principles exam, right? And halfway through the test, Ariana Grande just starts playing in my head, and I'm like, oh no, this is this should not be happening right now. I have a test to take. And I was like low-key freaking out, and her songs are just playing in my head. I'm low-key jamming in my head, and I'm taking a test, and I don't know what to do, and I was just like, this is not it that has happened to me before and i just be like say there then i'll be like like oh there's a song in my head oh no i'm in the middle of it also yeah we just finished apcs well apcs and end next week but yeah we're in the middle of that so that's kind of big stressful time i finished all my ap tests jug i think you still have one more yeah i have one more. good luck with that i just finished my three I finished my three on Monday and I was like, oh my God, thank goodness. And I'm just like, you finished all three of them on Monday? Not all three of them on my last one was on Monday. Okay. I was like, yeah. that's a lot of AP tests in one day. No, I don't have, I didn't take three AP tests in a day. I'm not dying. I'm not crazy. I'm not dying inside. <laughs> yeah. But that was just like, really, it was nice. You're like, okay, we're done with that. Of course, I, you know, more AP tests next year, but you know, we'll do that later. But yeah, de stressing, man, I just love sleeping, man. It's just nice. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone kind of like I, I remember there's a nowadays people for like are more accepting of naps. But I remember there's like a period of time everyone was like, you nap? Are you like a baby? I'm like, yeah. no. Naps are great. Take a nap. I know. Then I think there was like um there's a couple people who would kind of be like, oh, napping, like how you said, like it makes you lazy and all that. And they're like oh you should do this instead you should exercise instead you should go outside instead and it's like okay first of all some people really need that nap because some of us get two hours of sleep you know what I'm saying like we need those naps you need naps and I like how we're yeah I like how we're being more accepting of it now like if you need Mm -hmm. the nap take the nap yeah I think it all kind of goes down to like people are more accepting of mental health and stuff like that, which is really nice. You know, you don't want to be like, and you take a nap, like, no, you need to work. And you just crash on your desk. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, for me, I love sleeping. I love listening to music. I also watch, I love watching stuff like YouTube and movies and TV shows, whatever, just like watching stuff, just like immersing yourself in someone else's world or whatever. And now you're just like, kind of, disconnecting yourself from your world or your problems or whatever it's nice I love that do you like um do you watch comfort shows or like just any random show I've watched some shows I have comfort shows I usually my comfort shows are like comedy shows are just really light Mm -hmm. sometimes those shows I watch are kind of like 
because I like them or like random shows that are like famous right now that I watch. But I, my comfort shows are the ones that I kind of go back to. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's why they're comfort shows. Like you go back to them and you just enjoy the show in itself. And for me, I think like comfort shows are kind of chill, low key. Like they don't have much plot to it. Mm Because I don't need my anxiety ass. (laughs) I get anxious over like plots and plot twists. And if I'm trying to de-stress, I want that chill, low-key vibe. Exactly. Like, I love, like, everyone's, like, critically acclaimed shows that are, like, in complex storylines and plot twists. Generally, those shows I watch because I like the story, so I just want to watch them all and then finish that season or whatever, or finish that show if it's done already. But Mm -hmm. if it's, like, a comfort show, it's, like, every episode is its own little story. So after that, 30 45 minutes or an hour or whatever how long that episode is is done and i'd be like okay that's done i don't you know have to sit there and wait or stress i'd be like what's gonna happen because i'm like they're all disconnected it's fine yeah i mean i'll watch shows like over and over again doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how many times i've seen it because it's like i already know what's gonna happen so i'm not stressing out or freaking out over the plot or the storyline i'm just kind of like oh yeah this is gonna happen next and then but you still kind of feel the build up a little bit exactly and and, and it's like a it's a good kind of feeling though not like a bad anxious feeling yeah what are your comfort shows me being the weeb i am i watch comfort animes but if i were to name a comfort show i know um 911 was one of the series that i started watching it's it, it is kind of gory i mean it's about like emergency situations but it's one of those shows that like the storyline isn't super dense and heavy and like tied down to the plot and there's a ton of plot twists it's like every episode has like a different kind of emergency that they go to and stuff but mm-hmm. as for the people's own individual lives like it's not super hectic and crazy to watch I think so. Nine One One would be like one of my comfort shows. It's like chill. Wait, do you watch Nine One One Lone Star? No, I don't know the difference. And I was like, okay, me neither. I don't know the difference either. But I just watched Nine One One. You know, because I was like, there's a thing. Okay, I was like, there's multiple things. Uh, for me, the thing is like medical stuff. I do like to watch those, like House MD. Like those stuff are cool. Not Grey's Anatomy, man. Grey's Anatomy is like not even a medical show it's just like romantic drama now at a hospital there's no yeah. medical. I like I like medical shows but actual medical interesting stuff like house md or the good doctor but to be fair like my com- like comfort shows for me have always been like I love friends and I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine and parks and recreation and stuff like those just come just comedy shows that like just nice it makes me laugh if I don't like an episode, I could just skip it. And I know it wouldn't like affect the plot. Because sometimes you would, there would be shows that be like, I don't want to watch this episode. But sometimes I'd be like, ah. But it's like connected. So I'm not like, maybe I should watch it. But now with these ones, I'm like, I don't want to watch this one. I'm not going to watch it's it. Fine. Yeah. It's fine. Like The Office. Just pick any random episode. and Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, come, I know everyone. Office is like supposedly the greatest show in the whole world. I watched the whole series like statistically once. or just I yeah like statistically but also like like it's up there I think it's like The Office and Friends are like the most like watched shows in America 
and and I was like, mm-hmm. man, this I'm this is gonna be a controversial take. I watched the whole series. I did like it. Man, I can't watch it again. I didn't like it that much. It's a controversial I think there's take. Like, yeah, I agree with that. But there's like a couple episodes that I've seen that I actually kind of like got a good laugh out of. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. watch like the entirety of the show. Yeah. That's too much. But like those couple episodes that just have those good, like memeable jokes in it. I would watch. There's a couple that. episodes I remember that I really loved. But the thing is, majority of them. So like the reason that the office was a bit is like the cringe factor. Like there was no laugh yeah. track. And it's everyone, no matter if you love most people love the show, but even if you don't like the show, like everyone knows it's so cringy in so many moments that some people are like, I love the show, but I need to skip like like Scott Todd when he was like, I'll pay for all the kids at college tuition. But then of course he didn't. So all these like high school seniors were staring at him and then he was all like, yeah. <laughs> well, that one, ooh, that one's really, mm. and also like the show just kind of derails when Steve, Steve Carell slash Michael Scott leaves. And I'm like, mm. I mean, it wasn't the worst, but it was like, okay. And also, I think everyone's so mean. I also think everyone was so mean to Toby. Like, I feel so bad for him. Yeah. Like, everyone says he's the villain, but I'm like, everyone makes fun of him, so I don't understand why he's the villain. Like, half the things that Michael does, I think he's the bad person. Of course, I think he does it because he's just unaware of things. Yeah, I mean, it, it also plays on the factor that yeah. he's, like, socially unaccepted. Yeah, but I'm also like, why is he not? What has he done? <laughs> he's kind of Nothing. awkward. He's like, yeah, just, he's just awkward and nerdy, I guess. I uh, know. Those are not accurate terms, but. I I think like, he's just kind of, like, awkward and stuff. And everyone was just like, ah, Toby, he's so, I was like, I always thought that was really mean. I, I always the thing is i hated those moments i would always skip them but that being like half the show everyone making fun of toby or making fun of someone mm-hmm. i would just be like that was to me that was not a comfort show for me i always have i have an issue i have to complete a show whatever i watch so halfway like i think by season four or five i was like i don't really like it but i was just like i need to finish it all just to see like maybe later on i guess better it didn't <laughs> <laughs> it didn't <laughs> it didn't though but yeah, that was, but I, I definitely see, that's definitely a show once again. It's like every episode was kind of this thing. It's very iconic. To me, I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like more into like Friends and stuff, which is kind of a more easier show. It's not as like crazy, I, you know, different. The Office yeah. is definitely different. I don't think anyone could do The Office ever again. I respect the talent, which is like, you know, not my jam. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's that's all I was gonna say. What do you got? Yeah, I was just gonna um, move on to like a different topic, like Mm -hmm. um, how people use comfort shows to like de stress and stuff. I think some of it is like at one point it gets unhealthy, like if you get super obsessed with it. I think obsession with anything is bad. Yeah, yeah, like not don't be too obsessed with it, like have have a genuine interest towards it. That's a different thing. But I mean, I'm not one to judge someone with their obsession. Like, if you're obsessed with it, you do you, as long as it's not taking you down a bad road. Or, like, indulge in some other hobbies, you know? Mm-hmm. 
like those also help you calm down and kind of touch yourself touch wait hold up <laughs> hold on no not to be fair <laughs> if touching wrong. yourself helps you distress <laughs> you go ahead and do that i mean yeah you can do that too but that's I meant, the like, thing get in it, touch with your inner self inner self but also is it all inner self whatever you could touch this man just, <laughs> you do you you know just that's biologically you know, so weird biologically speaking it technically does release endorphins so you know yeah if you know what we're talking about you go ahead and you do you i think there's nothing wrong with that me neither like i you feel like there's, it's also like a taboo topic like people would be like oh you can't do you that that's weird. Like, that's not i'm like why you rather me touch someone that doesn't want to be touched i was like i don't understand <laughs> yeah. like i think it's fine like it's just a you thing you want to do it just do it just do it man yeah but also i love like hobbies like learning taking up new things whatever you keep it forever now it's not really the point just trying new things sometimes it's just like it's nice yeah and like who knows maybe if you try something new you might find a new hobby and hobbies don't necessarily have to be like overbearing that you have to keep up with it they're just Mm -hmm. kind of there you know like oh feeling bored or you need de-stress and you take your mind off of something just mm-hmm. pick up a hobby you know like i know people it's like you know something like cooking or something or knitting it's like you just do it whenever you feel like it. you don't you know like i know people, i write for fun sometimes I like i like to write stories and scripts or whatever i write songs you know and i just i like to do it like express your creativity whatever it's nice i think yeah you know Everyone thinks like hobby, like you need to go to a place and do a thing. I'm like, no, you could just be at home. There's so many things you can do, just like sitting in your room. Yeah, I think sometimes when hobbies turn into like, like you feel like you have to carry it out and do it, yeah. it doesn't get as fun. Doesn't really become a hobby. It becomes more mm-hmm. like an obligation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, that happened to me with like, um. Like, my mom was teaching me how to knit and stuff. And mm-hmm, yeah. at one point, I was like, I'm going to get my skills to be super good that it actually stressed me out. I don't yeah, really I totally. anymore, but in the off chance, maybe. I do totally get that. I remember when I was like, um, you know, certain things. I, I can't even remember what. I forgot what I was going to say. I do remember just certain things that I did. Oh, yeah, music. People were always asking me, like, why I love music and I write my own songs and stuff like that. And everyone was asking me, like, oh, why don't you, like, become, like, an actual songwriter musician? And I'm like, I wouldn't mind writing songs for other people or doing whatever like that. But also part of me is so scared to have that as a job because if I do it and I don't like it anymore because I'm relying on it as a, as a you know, way to make money. I'm going to hate it. And I don't want to hate yeah. something that I love so much, you know, so I just don't, I never mm-hmm. wanted to do something like that, but you know, I totally get, it. you know, it's definitely something that, you know, people love to do. And it's something they want to make mm-hmm. a career out of it. I'm always skeptical of that. I mean, like, you know, doing something that you absolutely love as a job is sometimes the best thing in the world, but sometimes the worst thing in the world at yeah. the same time. Like it, and if if you're getting paid for something that you love to do and you're still enjoying it, that's a great thing. But like for some people, when they pursue their hobby as a career, it turns into a responsibility. Like they have to follow through and 
sometimes like you need to take a break from your hobby too you know mm-hmm. that's the thing like to me I love separating like the work and the hobbies you know because I'm like work is work and hobbies hobby sometimes you need a break from your hobby you do your work and then you need a break from your work you do your hobby so I'm yeah. just like a balance because I think if you do one too much it's going to be like you're going to hate it I think especially if you just like I said before need to make money off of it you know now you're not making enough money off of it you're going to end up resenting whatever that is and that's not fair to your hobby or yourself yeah you might even start questioning yourself like oh I thought I was good at this hobby thought it was like worth making money off of and now it's like you, you start questioning yourself and it it just it takes you down a not so great road yeah I also think the best way to de-stress is not have unadded stress. You know, like have have uh, like having. I know people who do so much, and a lot of the things they do are unnecessary. It's not like a job or whatever. It's like, like I said before, adding in so much that it feels like an obligation. Like now they are part of you know a sports team but they're also part of band also part of acting you know support of robotics or whatever mm-hmm. like as a school thing or when you're an adult you participate in so like i participate in tennis but i also do dance and i also like in the band and if you do so much like that that stresses you out and even though you love all these things you need to look it you know within yourself be like i'm stressed out i'm doing too many things and all these things are unnecessary things these are hobbies so taking away this unadded stress, being like, I'll only do one of these or I'll participate in this less or I won't participate in this anymore. You know, being able to manage that. It's sometimes really difficult to just cut off things that you like, but sometimes it's necessary. Yeah, it's important for your mental health too. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to start thinking too much about something that you're super stressed out to the point where you're kind of forgetting to live for yourself and take that break that you need. Mm-hmm. And I also think like people in your life just make your life so much better if they're meaningful mm-hmm. and great people for you. So once again, it's like, I think de-stressing, taking out toxic people. You know, everyone says that, but like, let's be real. We've all had some kind of toxic person in our life. Or it's hard to cut them off sometimes. It is sometimes really hard to cut off. To be fair, the toxic people in my life, they've cut off from me before I've actually been able to cut off from them because we both mutually were like, this is not working out. But I've always been so scared to take that first step. And I've I've been very lucky that people who I had that relationship with have always been like, hey, you know, let's maybe we maybe not. And I'll be like, okay, it's really hard. But, you know, I'll I'll say like people always like second guess and say, what if I lose something? I'm like, if you're not feeling good, you're not going to lose anything. And honestly, sometimes a break kind of rekindles that relationship to what it used to be sometimes it doesn't but sometimes it does and that has happened to me some people that I've broken off with don't talk to them anymore we live our separate lives and see each other whatever but it's like you know we're, we're I feel like we're both happier that way as some people that you know a good break has been nice and then now we're like better and friendlier of course not as close but still like you know friendly yeah. and just like in a better place yeah, and I think relationships are also something that you need to consider when it comes to stress. Like sometimes relationships give you unnecessary stress. And it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't just have to be like a significant other. It could be siblings, friends, parents, relatives, anyone. Like when you start seeing those signs of toxicity, take a take a minute to kind of reflect on what's going on. 
you don't need to cut them off immediately, but as long as you know what's going on and you're able to distance yourself from that, and maybe eventually if you need to cut them off, cut them off. Like mm-hmm. your health matters more. Or like you also have those good kind of relationships so you can take your stress out and just talk to them and they help mm-hmm. you feel better, you know, just having a conversation or being in their presence, doing something together. Yeah, like this podcast is something that I use. I love to talk. I love to share things and I love calling or talking to my friends and stuff like that. It's a great way for me to de-stress. And you know, something like this, I think sharing how you feel is just the best way to de-stress. I think a lot of people are always like, I don't want to be a burden. But honestly, if you feel bad, you are also going to bring the vibe of your group down or whatever. And then and if you're scared about hurting your friends, you are hurting them by also hurting because they care about you. So sometimes the best way to de-stress is just to talk it out with someone. And like I think before you cut out someone in your life, you talk to them about like, hey, I actually did that before with uh, one of, uh, a, a, she used to be in our group, but she's not anymore. Uh, she she was making me feel, uh, making me feel really not good in the group. And I talked mm-hmm. to her about it. And she was like, okay. And she said she didn't know. And I was like, okay, I don't know why you didn't know. I was legitimately very upset all the time. But okay, she wasn't aware. And we had the conversation. She definitely sort of like toned it down. And then we became a little bit like separated a little bit. And eventually, you know, she left. But I think I was like, definitely after that conversation I had with her, I definitely felt a lot better. And then, you know, whatever decisions we made, this is when you choose to like, okay, maybe we should separate ourselves. And I mm-hmm. was like, but the conversation really did help me. And it was a conversation I was so scared to have because I was feeling not good for a very long time. And I knew why I was feeling that way, but I was so scared to share that. And But then when I did, I felt so much better. And it wasn't like a crazy difficult thing to do. It was like, she's very understanding. She was like, okay, I, I'm, did not know that, so I will be better. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. So, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes all it takes is a conversation to understand someone else a bit more or, like, mm-hmm. uh, like relieve that tension in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it, it's important to talk to people, too. Like, don't just shut yourself off and just kind of, like, assume things. Sometimes people do that and it just doesn't end well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think dealing with stress is something – just everyone is everyone different for everyone, but also different from like depending on how you feel. Some days I just want to vent everything out to someone. And some days mm-hmm. I just kind of want to like mull it over in my mind and just kind of sit there and listen to music or sleep or like watch something and not talk to anyone about it or, you know, talk to them later about it. You know, de-stressing is about you, whatever that is for you. And I think people need to understand that. Yeah, everyone is like, oh, you know, like I do yoga and I love it and it helps me distress. And I'm like, okay, maybe give it a try. But if you like don't think it helps and just don't continue doing it, I feel like peer pressure is such a big thing. I was like, de-stressing is all about you, not what other mm-hmm. people do in your life. You. Yeah, it's about your health. You should focus on things that help you feel better. I mean, yeah, it, it's nice to take suggestions from people. And if they help, that's great. But if mm-hmm. they don't, just just drop it. Yeah. I have to ask, are you like a big thing, like personal cleansing, de-stressor, like people who sit in tubs and just like soak? No, 
I don't really. I don't do that. The type of okay. I feel like when people talk about cleansing, I'm thinking of like getting rid of the bad energy that's inside of you. That doesn't yeah. necessarily for me doesn't mean like soaking in a bath or whatever. For me, it yeah, means but like sitting down and reflecting. The amount of people that I've talked to, they're like, you know, I sit in a bath and it's great, and I'm like, okay, I don't know. It's just I never got the whole bath thing. But I feel like in every single like movie, every woman is like, oh busy woman in like a big busy job as a boss now i need to like sit in the tub and i'm like okay i mean you know i might give it a shot in the future who knows maybe it's an adult thing that we don't understand you know maybe i'm like i'm i'm 17 i don't get the whole bath soaking in a bath thing maybe i will later on but now I'm kind of like, don't even got the time for that, bro. We, I, yeah, I, I have to like, I, I take a like a three five minute shower, and I'm like, okay, we we need to go do things or go to sleep or something because we definitely don't get enough of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're getting to the end of this episode. Any closing remarks, Jeff? Um, closing remarks. If you're stressed, take the time to think about what emotions you're dealing with. And how you can work through that. If you got hobbies, do those. And don't don't pressure yourself with your hobbies. People tend to do that a lot. And if you're just feeling burnt out, sometimes a nap helps. Or a little just walk break. in the park or something. Yeah. Do whatever you need. And just make yourself feel better. And deal with your emotions. And don't, don't stress yourself out while you're trying to de-stress. That's some very wise words, Jug. So this wraps up this episode of the Jacqueline Podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.